The U.S. hit a new record for daily reported COVID-19 cases yesterday. The Dixie Chicks are dead. Long live the Chicks. And we've got BuzzFeed's own Chief Executive Advice Giver, Stephen Lacanti, answering your questions about your partner's shitty friends, dealing with your parents, and whether you really do just need to dump him. The date, June 25th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hey there, everyone. I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to News O'Clock. Before we dive in, I just got to pour one out for our, our good friend Charles Entertainment Cheese, <laughs> pizza rat extraordinaire for years and years. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese apparently has filed for bankruptcy protection after several, several decades of enriching children's lives. <laughs> I I definitely went when I was a kid. I don't know if I went multiple times, but I remember going at least once and I Wait. loved it. Oh my God. Wait, 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 Casey, time out. Yes. I, I, first of all, I'm actually kind of impressed that you have been once. I was kind of betting when I first saw this and we first wanted to talk about it that you would come back here and be like, Chuck E. Cheese, I know I always heard about it, but I never went. Okay, but, so, what about once... you makes me think that I wouldn't go to Chuck E. Cheese? Please tell me about my personality as a child. Why was I not at Chuck E. Cheese, Ace? Because you didn't eat hamburgers. I don't know. Your life, your childhood <laughs> was the different. Pizza. It's about the we... pizza at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Okay, I will say no, this it's about was, the games uh, at Chuck E. Cheese. It's, it's all okay. about the games and the and the playpen with the balls that they were probably ball. They horrifying. had ski ball, yes. right? I love yes. ski ball. Not a lot Absolutely. of places have ski ball. Okay, here's the real question though. Did you ever get the chance to go to Discovery Zone before they shut down? <gasps> I loved Discovery Zone so much. It was a wonderful place. And thank you for saying the name because I can never remember what the name is. Um, but I was going to say about Chuck E. Cheese. I One time last year was just driving down the street like during daytime and saw a Chuck E. Cheese. And looking into a Chuck E. Cheese during the day is the most depressing thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's it was like, empty and sad. I just it was truly depressing. It, it kind of feels like if you see someone in there, it's like seeing someone at a bar at 2 p.m. It's like, (laughs) is your life okay? I don't think it is. (sighs) Okay, it is time for the TLDR, the most important headlines for the day brought to the top of your feed. Here are three things you need to know today. One, yesterday, the U.S. saw the highest number of new novel coronavirus cases reported in a single day, over 36,000. The most worrying states in terms of surge numbers are California, Florida, and Texas. California has seen back-to-back new case records this week. On Monday, it reported 5,000 new COVID-19 infections. On Tuesday, over 7,000. But Florida and Texas haven't been far behind, with both having even more cases than California reported on Wednesday. The sheer number of confirmed cases being seen in those states is at least in part because they're some of the most populous states in the nation. But despite what some officials have tried to say, that doesn't account for the rise in positive tests that are coming back or the surge in hospitalizations. Several states that have been resistant to mask mandates in the past are now requiring people to wear them in public. That includes North Carolina and Nevada. Even in Texas, Governor Greg Abbott, who previously banned cities from making masks mandatory, has started recommending that people wear them. Two, the three men arrested for the killing of Ahmad Arbery have been indicted for murder. Quick recap. Arbery was shot and killed while on a run in Brunswick, Georgia this February. Months later, a video of the confrontation between Arbery and his assailants, Travis and Greg McMichael, went viral. It showed Arbery running away from the men when he was killed. The McMichaels, who are father and son, and the man who taped the incident, William Bryan Jr., were finally arrested and charged in May. 
Yesterday, a grand jury indicted the three of them on nine charges, including malice murder, felony murder, aggravated assault, and false imprisonment. And three, congressional efforts to pass police reform have hit a bit of a snag, namely Congress being Congress. The Democrat-controlled House of Representatives voted today on the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act of 2020, which would, among other things, reform the protection the police have from being sued, called qualified immunity. It would also ban chokeholds at the federal level and classify them as a civil rights violation. But that bill doesn't look likely to become law given the pushback from the Republican-led Senate, whose leader, Senator Mitch McConnell, has called the bill an overreach. But the Senate's efforts have also stalled out. Their bill, sponsored by Tim Scott, the only black Republican senator, failed to move forward yesterday when Democrats objected. I mean, you said it. It's Congress being Congress, right? Like, we expected this to happen. The House of Representatives is going to is going to have something and the Senate's going to be like, nope. Yep. And you know what? I don't like the Senate anymore. I used to be a really like big up on like, oh, yeah, the bicameral system. Genius. I love the way that the Senate acts as the cooling saucer for the emotions of America. Where, But it's been turned into where shit goes to die. And that's good for nobody. All right, it's time for today's good news, bad news. Good news, Jenny Slate and Kristen Bell have both opted to step aside from the biracial animated characters they've been voicing to let black actors take over instead. Slate, who plays a biracial teenager named Missy on the Netflix show Big Mouth, posted on Instagram yesterday that she'd originally reasoned that she could play the part because, like her, Missy's mom is also Jewish and white. She then wrote, quote, but Missy is also black and black characters on an animated show should be played by black people. Then a few hours later, Kristen Bell also announced that she'll no longer be voicing Molly, another biracial character on the new Apple TV Plus show Central Park. Bell will be switching over to voicing a new character, freeing up the role of Molly for a black actor instead. This is so interesting and kind of weird, this decision on their part. Like, props to them for freeing up space for a Black actress to have a role, given, you know, how hard it can be for Black actresses in Hollywood. But also, I don't know, something about it just sits kind of weird with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I mean, also, from the get-go, it should have been for a Black actress. Like, that's who the role should have gone to for that. And it's... It doesn't surprise me, though. Uh, These names, they have big names and usually shows on their first seasons and stuff like that will pull in the names they can. But it's like, okay, I mean, you had no gut check. Right. And I, I don't know. It just goes back to like identity for me. Like to be biracial is to accept the fact that you are black and white. So it shouldn't be that, you know, white actresses are barred from playing these parts. But given how hard it is to get black people into roles in general in Hollywood, it makes sense that they're saying, okay, your turn. And on to some more good news. See, look at me. Double good news. The Dixie Chicks have changed their name, dropping the word Dixie to just go by the Chicks. The all-lady country band whose hits include Not Ready to Make Nice and Without You announced in March that they were going to release their first new album in 14 years, which is great news for my dad, who has loved the band ever since 2003 when they openly spoke out against the Iraq War. But given the current focus on racial injustice in the U.S. and the fact that country band Lady Antebellum has recently changed their name to Lady A., 
People began to wonder if the ban would be dropping Dixie, which referred to the states south of the Mason-Dixon line in the Civil War era and into the 1970s. So we finally got our answer today when the trio's social media handles were suddenly just the chicks. (laughs) They've also already updated their artwork for their upcoming album Gaslighter with their new name. Good for you, the chicks. I'm 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 happy for them. I've never been like a huge fan of their music because country has never really been my genre, but I really appreciate them. And also I kind of in a weird twisted way am looking forward to the backlash that I'm sure is going to be happening online as we speak about how dare they, how dare they destroy this precious heritage of ours. Also, you know, I was at first I was like, wait, how has the chicks not been a band name already? Right. Like that just like makes sense. But it turns it turns out that a pair of sisters from New Zealand in the 1960s had already used the name, but they're apparently totally cool with the new chicks sharing their name. (laughs) A spokesperson for the artist formerly known as the Dixie Chicks said in a statement to Pitchfork, quote, a sincere and heartfelt thank you goes out to the chicks of New Zealand for their gracious gesture in allowing us to share their name. We are honored to coexist together in the world with these exceptionally talented sisters. Chicks rock. Chicks rock indeed, good sir. Chicks rock indeed. (laughs) What a way to end a statement. (laughs) When we come back, we've got the internet's favorite advice giver, Stephen LeConte, with another installment of DM911. Stay right there. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com/slash 2022. I'm Jake Halpern, host of Deep Cover. Our new season is about a lawyer who helped the mob run Chicago. We controlled the courts. We controlled absolutely everything. He bribed judges and even helped a hitman walk free. Until one day when he started talking with the FBI and promised that he could take the mob down. I've spent the past year trying to figure out why he flipped and what he was really after. From my perspective, Bob was too good to be true. There's got to be something wrong with this. I wouldn't trust that guy. He looks like a little scumbag liar, stool pigeon. He looked like what he was, a rat. I can say with all certainty, I think he's a hero because he didn't have to do what he did, and he did it anyway. The moment I put the wire on the first time, my life was over. If it ever got out, they would kill me in a heartbeat. Listen to Deep Cover on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us your attention. We need everything you got fast. Waiting on reparations. We be the illest podcast. Tune in every Thursday. Politics and wordplay. We fight for the people because they got us in the worst way. From the hill to Brazil, Bombay to Kanye. From the left enclave to what the neocons say. Every Thursday, cop the heady conversation. And then break us off with some bread because we waiting, waiting on, on reparations. reparations. Listen to Waiting on Reparations on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Today we've got another installment of DM911, dishing out the best advice we can to you, the listeners. 
With us again to answer your questions is BuzzFeed writer and expert advice giver, the one, the only, Stephen LeConte. Welcome back, Stephen. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. (laughs) If you haven't gotten the chance to hear from him on our show before, Stephen keeps his DMs open on Twitter and Instagram, so anyone can ask him for help with their problems. So, Stephen... First, we're going to do a classic round of DM911 to get your advice on a couple of dilemmas that people wrote to you about. And then we're going to play a little game. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Okay, here's the first one. I'm staying with my parents during quarantine and they have been fighting and arguing nonstop. Although I'm a grown adult, this has me extremely uncomfortable. They make petty and snide comments toward one another and then my mom tries to tell me everything like she should a friend. While she and I are close, this is definitely something I don't want to be a part of. How do I approach this and let them know I'm uncomfortable hearing about this? Well, the first thing you need to do is the obvious thing. You have to tell your mom and dad calmly but firmly that you don't want to be dragged into their arguments and that you can no longer be the sounding board when one of them wants to vent about the other, period. But the thing is, that conversation on its own, important as it is to have it, it's probably not going to solve the problem uh, because your parents have already proven that they don't really care about boundaries and they're not likely to start caring just because you set up new ones. So what do you do after you establish those rules? You have to enforce the rules and you have to reinforce the rules and reinforce over and over until they get it. So what does that look like in practice? It means that when one of them starts venting to you, you have to walk out of the room. You have to hang up the phone. You have to not answer the text. Frankly, you can stick your fingers in your ears and go la 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 if you want. If your parents are choosing to vent to you, it's because they're looking for some sort of validation. And the most effective way to get them to stop is to give them absolutely nothing. So I'm honestly giving you permission here to be kind of a dick in the name of healthy boundaries. (laughs) I've also had to set healthy boundaries with my parents, you know, and it actually was like some of the most freeing shit that has ever happened to me, you know? And I wasn't mean. It was nice. I just set these boundaries. Thank you, therapy. And and was like, here we go. My life is better. Our lives are better. Yeah. And I would also just suggest, like, I know that when quarantine started, a lot of young people fled to their parents' homes. But uh, we are looking at potentially many more months of this. And since this person is a grown adult, I would also flag that if at all possible, They might want to find a different place to stay during quarantine because sometimes the best way to set up emotional boundaries is with physical boundaries. That is such a good point, Stephen. Okay, we have another question for you. This one says, Hello, I have been dating my boyfriend for almost five years now. I don't feel the same way about him anymore. I'm not happy in this relationship and I don't see a future with him. The problem is he's my best friend and I'm comfortable telling him anything. It's not an exaggeration when I say I don't have any other friends, and it's nowhere near easy for me to meet new people and make new friends. I'm very introverted and have very bad anxiety and have no plans for my life without him. How am I supposed to just leave my only friend and the only sure future that I have? Please help. Well, here's the thing. I do think that in the grand scheme of things, you're going to need to leave the relationship. You're not happy in it, and you say there's no future there. But but that doesn't mean you have to break up today. And I think that since your relationship is otherwise a safe and solid place for you, and you've got five years of history together, I think it's perfectly reasonable to take some weeks or months to start building out your support system before you leave. I think the first thing you should do, and this is really important, uh, you should get a therapist to support you during this. Um, If you can't meet with a therapist in person, there are a lot of therapists who work online. 
If you have any close family, I would let them know what's going on and probably let them know about your plans to probably leave. In terms of friends, I think there's a lot of places you can look. Maybe there's someone at work you get along with that you could start building a relationship with outside of work. Maybe there's an activity you could do, like uh, auditioning for community theater or joining an adult sports league or uh, taking an art class that just gets you out of the house and meeting people in your community. There's also a lot of special interest groups on websites like, like meetup.com has all of these different groups based on every hobby or interest you could imagine. And if you're really introverted and you don't feel comfortable interacting with people IRL yet, there's also a lot of places online like Facebook groups and Reddit where you could at least start making friends uh, in the digital space. I, I can't promise that you're going to have a whole group of best friends uh, before you leave this relationship. That might not happen. But even having a plan in place of how you're going to broaden your social circle will give you some confidence and give you peace of mind as you start to prepare to leave the relationship. Uh, and, and one last thing I just want to call out. In the DM, you asked how you could possibly leave what you describe as a, quote, sure future with your boyfriend. But based on everything you've told me, your sure future with this guy is not a happy one. And I would argue that an unsure future, but one that actually has a chance of being happy and fulfilling and good, is very much worth pursuing. There's almost always risk involved when you're trying to improve your life, but those are the risks we should always be taking. I do have a question. At what point do you think she should talk to her partner about this then? Just because it seems like, you know, I totally understand giving yourself the time to think through things. Talking to a therapist is great family, but she knows, she knows how she feels. So at what point should she have this conversation? I think she could start having the conversation now. It might not today look like a, we're going to break up conversation. Perhaps it could look like a, hey, just you know, I've been feeling less fulfilled lately. I'm, I'm starting to view this relationship differently. You know, with a five-year relationship, I think sometimes you don't just pull out the rug from under them with one conversation. Sometimes the breakup happens over a series of conversations. Um, I, but I think even if she's not ready to go to him with this yet, I think after five years together, if she needs a few weeks just to deal with it privately, at least personally, I think that's fair. Great advice as always, Stephen. But we want to see if you can really deliver such gems of wisdom under pressure with a game called Makeup or Breakup. Here's how it works. We're going to present you with a scenario based on a real message you've received, and you have to decide lightning round style if they need to make up or break up. All right, Stephen, you ready to go? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. The first one is from a woman who says that her boyfriend talks to his dad every single day and asks for his approval for everything, including the meals they're eating, laundry detergent, you name it. She says he's even asked his dad about our relationship issues before talking to her first. Steven, what do you say? Make up or break up? Make up. Honestly, that's kind of cute. And if that's like the biggest problem you have in your relationship, you are much better off than 90% of the people in my DMs. This next one is from a person whose boyfriend is still friends with his schoolmates who say things that are racist, homophobic, or sexist. Her boyfriend doesn't seem to be saying these things himself, and they tease him for being the moral one of the group. But here's the thing. He isn't calling them out either. Steven, should they make up or break up? Break up unless he's willing to start calling out the bigotry. In 2020, we are not negotiating with racists. Boom. 
Solid answer. Okay, last one. It's from a person who is heartbroken. While her boyfriend is open to the idea of having kids together, he isn't into the idea of marriage because he, quote, wants it to be easy when he decides to leave me and or end our relationship, end quote. But he wants any kids they have to have his last name. What do you think, Stephen? Make up or break up? Um, break up for just all the reasons you just read to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the reasons that I all my, of them. My jaw was on the floor when he said, wants it to be easy when he decides to leave me or end our relationship. What the fuck? Yeah, that was a pretty easy one for me to figure out. A definite, <laughs> definite breakup. Right, and you name the kids with your last name even though you want a free and easy out? I don't think so, sir. I think not. Look, I hate people like that, but they also make my job as an advice columnist very easy. So for that, I appreciate it. (laughs) Well, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks for having me, you guys. It's so fun every time I come here. I love it. Listeners, if you have a pressing concern that you need answered and could use some advice from Stephen, let us know. Just open the Voice Memo app on your phone, tell us all about it, and email it to us at newsoclock at buzzfeed.com. That's newsoclock, all one word, at BuzzFeed. Or you can DM us on Twitter, where we're also at News O'Clock. If you do, be sure to let us know that you need Stephen's expert opinion. Oh, and we'll make sure to keep you anonymous. That's it for today. Join us for tomorrow's episode where we're going to be discussing the history of the Stonewall riots. And remember, it's never too late to stop doing a racist thing you were doing. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Have you ever felt depressed about work, only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job, and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant, and I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy, so that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could. At Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Hi, I'm Robert Sex Reese, host of the Dr. Sex Reese Show. And every episode, I listen to people talk about their sex and intimacy issues. And yes, I despise every minute of it. I yeah. mean, she, she made mistakes too, right? That's I mean, true. She, she did she, kill everyone at her wedding. But hell is real. We're all trapped here. And there's nothing any of us can do about it. So join me, won't you? Listen to the Dr. Sex Reese Show every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look through your children's eyes, and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.